Hi, hello, and welcome to Oh Boy, the podcast presented by Man Repeller. I'm your host, Jay Bume, and today's guest is the actress Mamie Gummer, who you might have seen recently in the films The End of the Tour and Ricky and the Flash. You can currently see her in the play Ugly Lies the Bone that's put on by the good folks over at the Roundabout Theater Company. Before we get into it, I want to say thank you to the people listening to these episodes. I really enjoy doing them, and if you enjoy listening to them, it would be awesome if you could take a second to rate and review us on iTunes. It's a great way to help us get this out there to more people. All right, let's just get into it. Which everyone really loves to, to count. Um, but yeah, that was my first <clears throat> grown up yeah. trying to be a professional actress. Yeah, no, that I had worked on a movie. That was like my first movie I worked on like outside of school. And what, the, what I, I, I like intern. Uh, I was just a PA. Yeah. I was just, you know. Just, I was kind of like a PA too, except but it was like an acting PA. Yeah. Right, and I was actually pretending I was a personal assistant. I think I was like Richard Gere's assistant or something. Somebody's. I was somebody's secretary in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember it took, it, like, Richard Gere had to be in makeup every day for, like, a couple of hours because they had to do something that to nose. his nose. That's right. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 The nose. That's how you get him. I mean, that's like, that's the Nicole Kidman school <laughs> the, of. It's just right. It's just like, just get the nose. Like, it's yeah. the acting. Yeah. It's all the nose. Well, yeah, I don't have to worry about that, <laughs> I guess. Oh, man. Um, so where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Connecticut. In Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And um, what was it like growing up there? It was um, very uh, idyllic. It was it like a nice suburban place or no, is it like it was, more um, country? It was rustic. Rustic. Yeah, very small town. Um, you know, we traveled a lot and we moved around a lot. But once we were sort of stationed there, it was just like a lot of soccer games and yeah. um, bombing around like backcountry roads and um Connecticut's got like some good rural areas. I don't think people realize it as much. Yeah, I know. Everyone just sort of assumes. Well, because you drive through, yeah, Darien, we, yeah, right? and you're like getting stuck in like New Haven traffic, or like you're just like, I hate you, Connecticut. I know. Goddamn Stanford <laughs> insurance companies. Yeah, it's well, it's like I mean, look, I grew up in New Jersey. Everybody thinks New Jersey is a dirty place, but it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. You it know, is, it is. I love this. This part of the country is. Um, it's never occurred to me actually to kind of that I might live somewhere else, mm. um, which though recently I've been thinking, well, this might be like the chapter in the memoirs where it's like, <laughs> maybe I should move to f- France. What would you do there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know. You like the idea of it. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I mean, I love the Metro North line, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but I don't know. How do you think growing up in kind of, a rustic place, you know, where you did, how do you think that kind of shaped who you are as a person? Well, I have a great appreciation for the outdoors, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the sublime though, you know, that, that, like that, like Thoreau, that kind of, um, yeah, I get that. I've been to Walden Pond. It is a very (laughs) magical place. You know, it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's also affected my, I've had 
a lack of fashion sense for a very long time. I think I've finally kind of corrected that. But <laughs> I was a real country mouse and sort of was more comfortable in um, pants with large pockets and Patagonia and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas my sisters who, um, my family moved back into the city full-time right around when they started going to high school. And they, as a result, are sort of just... Um, are far a little away. bit cooler. She, yes. trying to say cooler? Like, she, one of them actually lives in Williamsburg okay. and I kind of get like, <laughs> I start to hyperventilate a little bit when I cross this bridge because I can never feel cool enough. Well, that's not, I mean, look, I, I live here and I hyperventilate too. <laughs> I hyperventilate for different reasons, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> growing up in Connecticut, what, what kind of kid were you? Or just, you know, growing up in general. I know you said it's you like, moved around. I don't want to just peg you as like this Connecticut person. That's who you are. Connecticut. Okay. <laughs> Connecticut girl. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, chubby. <laughs> I had glasses. I was voted the most likely to cheat on a marathon in my middle school How's that even I don't even thing? know what that means. I'm sort of like, thank you. <laughs> Who would want to run a marathon? <laughs> like, yeah, I'd get out of that if I could. Like, how would you, how is one even cheat in a marathon? Do you have like a body double like that's waiting know, for you? Maybe like, like a Metro card? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Most likely to mm. cheat in a marathon. So it's saying Rude. that you, you don't have lots of I was, principles. I was not But like, you do like to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I wasn't like, you know, um, such a jock. Um, but nor was like a, a, a su- especially studious kid. I was kind of like an interloper. Mm-hmm. I always had like one or two good friends, but that's it. And then I'd kind of like hang out over here with you all. And then, but I'm going to like, now I'm going to go do the school play. And I know that that seems weird, but right. I don't know. I was never. So you're doing a lot of like, you were doing a lot of theater and stuff, even when you were when you were young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was just something you were drawn to. Yeah, always, 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 really loved it. Were your parents supportive of you, or did they have a plan of what they wanted you to do? Oh no, they. I mean, even if they did, I don't think that I could have been talked down. Right. <laughs> like I was gonna do what I was gonna do, um, and you know, they were welcome to buy tickets to it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the kind of attitude you had, like, even from, like, a young age. You're like, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Just, hey, hey, guys, here's the flyer. I'm putting it up on the fridge. Mm-hmm. You have the information. If mm-hmm. you want to come, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'll, this is where you I'll be. You know where to find me? Yeah. I'll be in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll take dinner at 7. <laughs> <laughs> but no disturbances. Yes. Um, otherwise. We're preparing. I'm preparing. <laughs> yeah. would, you, would, would you say it was a good relationship? Yeah. Say uh, we had a we have a very tight knit crew. That's good. Um, how many how do. many you have? How many siblings do you have? Three. Okay. So I have an older brother mm-hmm. and then two younger sisters. And you guys are all cool. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's fun. I always fantasize about. Like, I grew up as an only child. Oh. So like you know like the idea of just like having people around you that are like your same age where you can be like. Yeah. This is cr- this is crazy, right? Well, it's it's mostly just with my sisters. It was a lot of squawking and screaming at each other about you know who stole that sweatshirt, you mm-hmm. know, and it, and it was probably you, so right? Boring. Yeah, because... it was. It was always me because I didn't know how to dress myself, so I <laughs> needed to. <laughs> and then my poor my poor brother was just sort of like stuck, you know, just strumming his guitar on the other end of the house, just trying to like <laughs> drum out. But yeah, but I was very much like. Um, 
you know, an older sister and, and still am. What were the things that you were into growing up? Was I into? I don't know. Mostly just like boys and <laughs> like Lilith Fair, Ani DeFranco. Yeah. Which I know those sound like. Two, like oil and water. <laughs> so like Ani DeFranco and boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when like, and when one didn't, one wasn't going so well. The other one was there for you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> you know, now you mentioned, you know, maybe your, your fashion sense wasn't, you know, up to par or maybe where you would have liked well, it to have been. You but know, I didn't care then. It <laughs> right. was just like when I showed up in New York and I was like, oh, mm. what? <laughs> okay. Did you, um, was, did you have an awkward time growing up? Oh, it, it, yes. <laughs> it was <laughs> awkward. I think until about like maybe a few years ago. Well, no. Yeah, but but sure. Doesn't everybody? No, maybe not. Maybe some. No. You know, some people. I think some people like the awkward time. Maybe comes for them after. It's hard to be like a, a sensitive, you know, feeling kid. Right. <laughs> but it's. I think it's good that like that that kind of that, that when that's not snuffed out mm-hmm. at an early age. Yeah. You know. Um, when you kind of can stay in that space. Yeah, I think yeah. that kids can get easily desensitized or like you know, like work up a tough skin too too early mm-hmm. and then it gets harder to shed it later in life but I think that it's um I think that you can build up your defenses over time it's easier to do rather than take them away right I guess no it makes sense um who are the people that you looked up to like who did you want to emulate besides Ani DeFranco <laughs> Well, uh, I had a, a babysitter who I really admired. And, and See, that's really interesting. A lot of people, when I ask people that question, they, they say they're a babysitter. Yeah. You know, and I had a babysitter, too, that was cool as hell. Yeah. You know, I didn't have an older brother, so he was, like, showing me all the records that were, like, it's the right like ones, this, you know? It's like this person that's, like, a proxy parent, mm-hmm. but younger, still authoritative, but you can look up to them without, you know... Um, I don't know. I think it's just I think it's just the right kind of relationship, right? Because it's like you just you kind of get to just have fun with them. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. I mean my room my roommate is a nanny and like I see the relationship he has with like the kid that he works with. It's like it's a cool relationship. It's really important. It's like the same Mm -hmm. way that, you know, or people might admire or look up to a certain teacher that they had. Um this this people it's very, very vital work. What was so great about your babysitter uh, she was just this like intrepid soul and she yeah. she had this like wanderlust she came to work for us when she was so young i mean tw- 20 21 mm-hmm. we worked worked with worked for my parents for like three years and then at the age of 24 just packed up a backpack and went to africa on her own right she's just like guys like i gotta go to africa yeah i'm just gonna go to africa and like take this like river cut like this canoe trip down the Zambezi and like meet a river guide and fall in love and you know did she do that she sure did wow she sure did and she survived malaria and she would send me these that's no joke by the way no it's not not. but do do you still talk to her at all Mm mm-hmm yeah Mm -hmm. and she's still there no she's back here and she's a vet she went to vet school that's cool but it was back in the day when like you had those little tape recorders i don't know everything was analog yeah we'd send these because it was too expensive to call 
she'd send those like little, you know, one inch by one inch tapes. tapes. Yeah, yeah. And we'd just send them back and forth. That's so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. That's a really kind of amazing way to communicate. Yeah, it's kind of, let's, I bring it back. I, I would love to bring that back. I'd love to bring letter writing back. Yeah, you know, me too. Uh, my, my number one campaign issue You can, be, you know. I, I just, you could do it. I just, I want to, I want to end email. I would love to end email. That would be the first real coup against the computers, oh. you know. When it, when we get there. When, yeah. like, the computer overlords mm-hmm. come to power. That'll be, that's like the equivalent of, like, kicking them in the shins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like, uh, yeah, I think that's probably step one. Mm-hmm. Well, how about texting? Texting's the greatest and worst thing I know. ever. I know. Ever. Uh, yeah, but there is something to be said for, like, acknowledging, uh, distance you know when we are away to like to to respect that absence enough to like have it felt yeah to feel it right so then when when it's not there you're also much more present exactly to when you are together yeah Mm -hmm. i think about that a lot um don't do anything about it but i think about it a lot i digress (laughs) no and this is a place to digress that's the motto Mm. that i just made up (laughs) Was there a path that you wanted to take? You know, did you know what you wanted to do? Digression. And, and digression, yeah. <laughs> you titled my memoir. Um, <laughs> well, I knew that I wanted to... Um, I knew that I wanted to act, you know, but it, like in the next... Whenever that opportunity presented itself to next or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I didn't. I didn't really think like long-term like making I mean I still don't really know that this is definitively or absolutely what I want right. to be doing 10 years from now right I don't know that well I think to think like that sometimes can f- feel restrictive right because you're yeah. like all of a sudden like oh now I have you know it's like now I have to do this I'm a little um wary of absolute certainty mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. At, of any kind um <clears throat> which is nice because it keeps me open um, and it's like an exploratory, but mm-hmm. it's also, I can, it can be too open and then you let too much in, yeah. you know, and it's sort of sifting through um, with, you know, trying to maintain focus. Right. Did you, so did you go to, you did you go to college for, yes, to study acting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, not exclusively. I went to, Northwestern Mm -hmm. so I also had to take and um you know not really excel in like math yeah yeah I I think I took I think I took math like I had to take the same class like three times in college because I just failed it I was just like I'm here I just want to like do film stuff like why do I have to do math I know because your parents thought that it would be a good idea. That's exactly what it was (laughs) yeah I remember I met somebody who like went to Vassar and they told me what that was and I was like what that what, was a what thing. Did you go to like a technical school? No, like, no, no, no. I went to I went to just like a straight up like college. You know, I went to like uh, I went to Penn State, right? So it's just like co- right. it's just college, right? Right. But I didn't know that there was like you know the kind of thing where like you know like you know. But at you, Vassar, you still have a core curriculum, right? You still have to like have a kind of, but it's just like it's oh, a lot. It? It's a lot like you know. You can shape your own all major. that all that crap. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's all cool things. I know they're all here in Williamsburg. They're in the, they actually they are. <laughs> I know. Are. I know. I'm related to a few of them. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> my I'm I'm living with one. 
Uh, my roommate went to Vassar. See? Yeah. Crawling with them. Because they're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Northwestern was, it was a big school. So mm-hmm. it was like. It's in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It's outside Chicago. And it was between, that was the, that was the furthest west that I went in my, you know, uh, <laughs> application process. That was yeah. actually the furthest. There was like a line drawn that says first over, I like was over, allowed to. Like a Mason-Dixon style line. Yeah, my parents just didn't want me. They didn't want you too far too away? Far. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did you agree with that choice? Or were you like, I got to, did you like fight I mean, them on that? I mean, I had never, I, you know, I spent time in LA as a kid. We lived there for like five years and mm-hmm. I hated it. So mm-hmm. I never really had a kind of. Desire to go over there. No. Yeah. Um, I'm not, not a Cali girl. Um, <clears throat> but I had a friend, a good friend who went to Northwestern. And so when I, of course, like that was the school visit, I went for a weekend and like had the greatest time. And like, this is it. I was like, all right, I got this. And so I was a theater major and I loved it. And I um, spent all my time and energy, you know, in, um, in student shows. Mm -hmm. Just like immersing yourself in that. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. kind of building, writing, creating, um, shows with my friends and it sort of feels like for the first time since then I I'm invigorated and excited in that in that same way doing really this, doing this play that I'm doing right now yeah really why do you think that is like what um, was it about that time like when you look back on that time what are the things that you know make you so um you know that I guess just like get you excited or just, you know, you remember fondly. I think it's like that like egalitarian spirit, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like everybody is on the same plane and they're we're just trying to do good work. Right. And it's not about like status or, you know, the industry at all. Right. Um, it's kind of like how, you know, the, the greatest things come in small boxes. Of course. You know, and yeah. that's sort of um, on a very basic and simple level mm. and way where I don't know it's just wildly gratifying it's also I, I the thing that I found most about that kind of time for me was that it was a good place to make mistakes too mm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's a good place to like because c- you can learn from them and the stakes aren't as high too right in a way right. you know right right but, and that it's goes true. back to what you're saying with kind of like this equal playing field right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah this it's true you know every Every night, um, it's just, it's our, the show is our cast of five, and mm-hmm. the, the theater holds 60 people. Oh, wow. You know, so, I mean, maybe someone could, like, get on their computer and write a disparaging tweet about mm-hmm. what they experienced, but really, it's, it just exists um, suspended from right. reality for like 70 minutes and it's such an extraordinary thing i'm gonna say something and i'm sure you hear it all the damn time um but you know i don't get to go to that much theater mm-hmm. but like when i do get to go and when it's like on it's the best it is the best there's nothing better than it i know there's nothing i'm like i'm like as i'm saying that i'm like recalling a memory in my head i'm like getting a little emotional just like thinking Wait, about which it which one what I, uh, I'm going to start crying if I talk about it. It's, um, <laughs> I got to see, um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman oh. in uh, death of a salesman. I mean, there was just like something about it. Like at the end, that last kind of like monologue he has and it just like, and I was like, I'm sitting in like the back of the theater, you know, yeah. and like all the way in the back. And it just like, it just fucking just like, no, just opened me up. And I was just, I just fucking lost it. And I was just like, 
I was like still crying on the train home yeah. and it was just because like, I couldn't even tell you why, Yeah. but like, it just like, it just like it got in there mm-hmm. and it just like that fucking power that, that you can get from like theater. It's just, there's nothing like it. There's I would nothing know. like it. I mean, I wouldn't know, but, but you're, yeah, it's like, uh, I guess I'm kind of church, you know, there's a real communion yeah. and, and, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting on. Um, no, I'm it's... Cry on please, my I'm sorry. Oh, my so, God. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to my director the other day. I'm losing all sense of time. It's fine. But um, the, the character, this girl that I'm playing, is uh, just going through um, kind of hell a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but... She is soldiering, you know, through it, and she's she's incredibly courageous and um, and and maintains this like wit and um, and determination throughout. And but I I was so upset by what she was going through, and I was kind of emoting too much in a way because mm-hmm. uh, you notice that some of those those performances like Phil's, they have such a, a clear sense of purpose and intention and control that, um, that I think evokes that kind of like what the reaction that you had. I still have it years, years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Because if he, if he was doing that, then you wouldn't have to as an audience member. Right. You know, but you get to kind of like experience everything that he's holding He's back. giving you that. He's giving everybody that. And that opportunity, yeah. yeah. I know. It's intense, man. Uh, man. I, cause, like, mm-hmm. I still, like, the, the feeling's still, like, here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to tamp it back down. Okay. Just get back. Okay. Get, get back in I, there. What can I... What, get back in your let's cage. Let's talk about... We can talk about <laughs> something else. Well, okay. Well, let's... <laughs> so, well, you know, one thing, mm-hmm. just to get back kind of on track, that what... Um, so you're you're at school, you're acting, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know everybody's kind of in the same boat. And what was that transition like for you when you left school to, mm. you know, trying to make it as a professional actor, yeah. actress? Complicated. In what ways? Well, I mean, it's just it's a t- it's tough. Oh yeah. It's tough. Oh yeah. Uh, and it was tough that it wasn't as tough for me as it was for the people in my life that I loved and really admired. Mm-hmm. And it's still, it still um, gets me. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but I've learned also like punishing myself for that. Um, doesn't do anything. That, it, no, mm. no. None of these things uh, do I have any control over. Um yeah. I mean, do you remember, like, I guess this is the thing, you know, like I have a friend who is also a director and he grew up where his dad was a director. Mm-hmm. So he just like grew up like just knowing a, that it's like a profession you can have. Right. It's like, an it's a like a totally normal option. thing. Totally. It's a viable thing. Yeah. And you also kind of know <laughs> the ins and outs of like the actualities of like what, it really kind of entails mm-hmm, to do it mm-hmm. and you kind know? of prior priorities and perspective mm-hmm. and like maybe you know the pit the pitfalls of what other people might deem success right 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 um and you know i 
I don't fault him for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, uh, you know, it's just, uh, everybody's got a different path and like, that's okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it, it is. I mean, there's no denying, but it's, it, it's a, it's a mixed bag. Of course. Do you remember what it was like when you first moved to the city and you're starting to do auditions? Was it, was it, was it just theater was what you wanted to do? What it, was kind of yeah, like it was, your, uh, your plan? It was primarily theater. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, like the hoax, yeah. um, little tiny parts in kind of larger movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a job working in the theater within like six months, I think, or so of, of graduating. Um, and that kicked up another and the third and the fourth. I, but I, I did theater for the first like four or five years. Yeah. Was it when you, you know, when you're, when you're on, when you were on those stages for the first time, was it everything that you had wanted? Did you find that, did you find that you were like, this is, was it reaffirming to the work that you had done before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. To get there. Yeah. I loved it. And, I mean, it's, you know, it's hard, uh, especially at that age to kind of, yeah, not get caught in the throes of like, you're young and in New York <laughs> and working in the theater, like living suddenly this sort of like showgirl, these showgirl hours, right. you know, um, like the work life balance was not something that I was like so keyed into. You, oh, you didn't know? No, I didn't know that was like such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, even now, like I'm, it's hard to know how to have a life and have someone else's, you know? So like some, there was a part of me that was like, okay, well, I'll just try and like sleep as much of the day away. Right. <laughs> and just like, so you don't have to be wrestling with those kinds of yeah, like, uh, those, yeah, those like, like feelings. Wake and, up and yeah. go to work, right. wake up and go to the theater at right. 7 PM or whatever, you know, right. because, uh, because the process of like stripping away whatever day and whatever I bring into it was sort of Sarah Silverman said, she said, um, uh, living in the past is depression. Living in the future is anxiety. Yeah. So all we can do is be in the present. Oh my God. God bless Sarah Silverman. Mm, I know. Oh my God. Wise, wise woman. Mm. Uh, she, I think you should get a mug that says yeah, that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But you can't, it's hard to control that, you know? Yeah. You do, I mean, you do, I'm sure, you know. It's about seeding control, I guess, entirely. Um, when you do meet those people that are masters of living in the present, mm-hmm. they kind of like teach me everything. Yeah, how do you sensei. do this? But then if the, if you ask them to talk about it, they don't even know how they do it. Yeah. You know? Did you always take acting as seriously too as you Too seriously. Did? You always took it too seriously. Like, it wasn't like a thing where you're like, I'm just messing around here in school no. and like... No, I mean, I tried to play it off like that. Yeah, like, hey, I'm cool. Every- yeah, like, whatever. Oh, like, it, this like, is- it doesn't matter. I still do that. I yeah. still do that. But really, secretly, I take it very, very deeply, deeply yeah. seriously. And, yeah. I, and um, yeah. Do you remember what like drew it to you initially? Like, what drew you towards acting initially? I mean, I think it was from such a young age I don't even I mean I can remember like as a young adult person being um being blown away by certain performances and just thinking that yeah that yeah I still have that but I mean you <clears> still <throat> I think you still need that yeah 
yeah. otherwise it's just yeah i had my like your philip not to bring it up i don't want uh, to talk about it <laughs> trigger warning that, you gotta give me a trigger warning here um <laughs> that salesman moment watching um airline highway i don't know if, did you see that Mm-mm. oh my god it was like it's the julie white in that play was unreal yeah and but it was like that kind of transcendental like I couldn't get up after. And it's so weird because you talk to other people and someone might disagree with you. Right. And it's like, how is that fucking possible? But the beautiful thing about the theater is that maybe that person saw it on a night where every element didn't align in the way that it did when you saw it. Right. Or, you know. I was just listening to, was it uh, Annie Baker, the yeah. playwright? I was just listening to an interview she did, and she was just talking about it. She's like, She's yeah, there's, brilliant. A, there's never a night where everything goes right. No. There's just like so many. Well, there might be. There's, there could be one. <laughs> there could be or one. Or two. Yeah. You know? But there's just like so many factors, and like there's just no way to control all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. When you were starting out after school, what what were the frustrating moments for you? The frustrating moments. Oh, um, there were loads. I mean, Hollywood hadn't really been on my radar at all. Um, but when I when it kind of came time to to face down that, that demon, <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> pilot season yeah. or whatever yeah. just like the kind of the the lens the machine the machine yeah having that kind of um that focus turned on me um and the self-awareness and the scrutiny that that came with that um was was tough i think it's tough for for anyone especially for women in particular yeah you know, last night I was like doing my laundry or whatever. I'm just like, you know, I was watching some interviews or something and like there were like clips, right? And like just like the way that they would ask these questions to the women that were being mm. interviewed, I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. like, no, the system is, you know, people are like, well, why are we really splitting hairs about like salaries for <laughs> mega millionaires? But it's, it's actually, it's really, uh, I think important because it establishes an, an order that um that trickles down like everybody sees this mm-hmm. um the standard and how it plays out and in one in one gender being valued um economically and also um you know from a, intellectually mm-hmm. um more than the other and that's that's, that's going to you know that's going to be the mold for um I don't know. How it plays out. You know, yeah. how it plays out on a larger scale, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, there was that thing with um, Bradley Cooper I know. and um, yes. Jennifer Lawrence. And it's like... But we need like, more, more, more Bradley, more Bradley Coopers, more more men being like, actually, no. Right. You know. Right. This isn't right. Yeah. You know, looking back, do you, do you ever think about how you developed your style and approach to acting? Never. Never. Not if I can help it. I really? mean, yeah, I think that honestly, like, uh, I had like a fall on something like a panic attack on stage last night. Really? Yeah. It's never happened to me. 
but I just was like suddenly overcome by this like quaking self-awareness. And what did you, what did you do in that moment? I tried to give myself like a stern talking to and um, and just weathered it. You did, know? Yeah. Um, but it was really intense and it was like out of body and I. It's hard because it's like balancing um, the work and the and then itself and then being asked about it and then commenting on it. It's sort of like it's it lifts you up out of that that precious present mm-hmm. of which we spoke. Like right now, I'm now I'm above it and I'm and I'm examining it and I'm assessing you know what it is that's happening and it's it's like death it's the, just the worst thing that you can do yeah. you know um as an actor is is to um yeah occupy any space other than the here and now mm-hmm. so um how did you work through it <sighs> did you get through it are you still in I it now <laughs> no i'm still i sort of i mean i'm like it's like once i mean i'm hoping that i had to just sort of commit it was like a little act of self-sabotage like Mm -hmm. things have been going just like too well and so it's sort of like that you know knock it down to to pick it back up again but um yeah I I don't know just it's so it's such a um slippery slope uh, well, yes. <laughs> no, but it's. I like, don't know any. I don't know any other phrases. Like it's a slippery. I it's don't. It's like I don't know. a. It's just a mercurial, oh, okay. and like ineffable and weird thing right. that we do or don't do that happens or it doesn't happen. Right. But um, there is no tr- that there is no trick that I've found to keep hold of it. But there's also the, like that athletic aspect to it too, where it's like you got another show tonight. Yeah, well, as I've said, I was not, not an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> but there's got to be some sort. I mean, just like to, that's the thing. There, You say you're not an athlete, but I think to just, to be doing theater, I think there's something athletic to being able to put yes. yourself through that. You know, what, what do you do, seven shows a week? Six eight. shows, eight shows a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get back to yoga. Something I say, I'm well, serious, no, but that, but like, but like but something that centers. I feel like maybe some, that's my problem. My <laughs> core strength is gone. You know, was there was there ever a moment where it started feeling real, where you're like, oh, this is what I do. Like this is, this is like my my job. Or, um, yeah, those. I mean, do you remember? Was it like? Was there a certain like? Was it a role you did, or a production you were involved in, or a film, or a TV show, or anything that? I think was like, it was oh, actually. Like, this is what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> It was the first, uh, I did a movie called Stop Loss, Mm -hmm. which I was more or less cut out of entirely. I had like one scene and it doesn't exist anymore, but it, it did. Um, but I remember, uh, getting picked up at the airport in Austin by like a black car, Mm -hmm. like a black sedan. And it was the first time that a car had been ordered, like just. (laughs) Like for me, for you, yeah, and that ride into into Austin to start shooting the movie, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I'm in a car, yeah, it's black, mm-hmm. like on my way to location, on to location, to film a movie." 
places, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And then the movie comes out. And was it was it was it like the typical thing yeah, where and then like, the movie comes yeah, out and, and yeah like where That's am I actually a perfect metaphor right for because like the it's whole like thing. high and then just exactly. knocked right back down exactly right always constant constant did you know before it came out that that was gonna be the case or was it a thing where you because like I've heard stories where people go will go to a premiere and they'll be like what nobody told me you oh, know no. no I think I knew yeah I knew yeah it's still rough man Meh. I had a good time <laughs> that's a good way to look at it then. Um, you know, to you, wh- wh- what are the realities of living in New York and trying to make it doing what you want to do? I think they're v- it's very, very hard for mm-hmm. most people. It's seemingly pretty fucking dark, bleak. Yeah, yeah. Bleak I mean, bleak is you know, a better word. Yeah, the, the show that I'm doing, I think after taxes and agent commission and everything, it's like 350 bucks a week. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you see things changing in the in the world that you work in? Um, well, I think that as people are given uh, these various platforms in which to express themselves, it's sort of it becomes harder and harder to ignore. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there and all there just the the system being as it were like kind of dismantled by yeah. all these more kind of like democratic, like the internet, the Amazons, the Hulus, the, all yeah. the web series. Yeah. Now it's just like, how do you whittle, whittle that down? To, I'm There's so, so much noise all the time. There's so much noise. Everybody's like screaming yeah, and, and to be heard, you have to yeah. scream the loudest. I, know, I feel like sometimes I, I know that's troubling like that. Uh, yeah. To kind of break the, like the sound wave of that, the hum of that internet chatter. You have to do something so extreme, like yeah. that music video that Rihanna put out. It was like, oh, shit like that. I'm just like, yay. I, I don't know. Or the, the, the VMA, the horrible video music award. Yeah. It's just like, well, this is why they hate, fucking hate us. Yeah. This is why, this is like, <laughs> this is it. That's the, we're, that we're done. Yeah. And we're, I'm out. Like, I know. Um, I know it just it just like there's just like there's it's so hard for like um you know uh something that's quiet and introspective to get seen mm-hmm. you know because you know or to get hurt you know what I yeah. mean I, I think about this all the damn time No no I think you're right though it's like it's like sometimes the things that should get you know attention paid are, that are due the attention like right. are not given whereas like these like innocuous um you know videos that are kind of funny right. whatever or like some kind of like little statement or blurb or some something that someone said taken out of context can be like all of a sudden and for no good reason i don't know maybe malcolm gladwell knows why oh i have a, that, I have a book in my bedroom it's by uh, john ronson like why it's, <laughs> like why certain things ping and become yeah. like i don't understand that, that whatever algorithm is like at play there but um but it makes, I think, people then more fearful to actually be candid. I mean, you, you know, you kind of had the freedom to, you know, you do a lot of theater, you do movies, you do TV. You've kind of been able to um, move around and had this, like, nice freedom to choose different things. Is it? I like, mean, that makes it sound like I have, like, any kind of... I mean, I, I know, I, I mean, I do. I do want to continue, like, to do good work, but there's right. also... Um, 
it's not necessarily like a deliberate like well I did a TV show of course so now I'm going to do a play because I didn't mean to oversimplify it like oh, that well um, I'm sorry no 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 no, uh, no but I, I know what you mean like you know is it like how does it is it just like things that come up and you're like oh well, the, I want to do this and regardless you know how do you kind of like choose your path um, I I just I look for great characters mm-hmm. um, I think I think now having done a couple of um, network television series I um, I think in a way that my 24 year old brain or 20 however old I didn't think about in terms of um, do I really want to commit to you know uh, that kind of life and um, you know what could be three years thinking down the line like that so Mm -hmm. um, it's it's doing good work for as long as I can can do it and as long as it'll have me yeah I don't know it's simple (laughs) noble you know I mean Yeah, it's but it is the stress of like, oh God, what's next is sort of starting to dawn on me. Yeah, you know. Well, what are the things that inspire you to keep going? Um, the people around me that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Um, the the girl that wrote this play that I'm doing, Lindsay, um, and my character her, herself, fiction as she is like. That story is uh, feels bigger than than me, so like all my neuroses can just like take a seat. You can just live in that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. And then, uh, wh- what's next? I don't know. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, Mamie Gummer, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. All right.